Welcome to all you who are watching today on camera as well uh, on, on, on our broadcast. We're pumped to have you here with us today. It's awesome. Cool. Uh, it's so good to be together, right? Like as one, loving it. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Uh, so good. So welcome if you're, uh, if you're new here today or if you're watching and you're new and you're in Latvia, welcome. We love you and we're stoked that you're joining us today. Uh, I love it. If, uh, uh, my name is Darren. I'm one of the executive pastors here. I've got a brand new role here at, at our church and I am loving it. And I can't wait to see what God is going to do in this new thing that he's doing uh, this year. I love a new year. Who loves a new year? Who, lo who loves the freshness, the blank canvas? I love a new year. It's, it's awesome. The three people who love a new year with me. Well done. That's great. Uh, we're in a series. I'm going to grab some water. Hey, uh, Isaac, if you leave the bottle open, it's going to go everywhere. But uh, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to kick that open. Does everyone remember when that happened uh, uh, about 12 months ago? Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. We're in, a, we're in a series right now called Soundtrack of Summer, and Pastor Nate in the wings today. Oh my goodness, man, that was so good <laughs> last week. If you missed it, go to our YouTube channel and check it out. Just search for C3 Victory. Uh, and he was asking the question, what do you want your soundtrack to be for the year? Like, what are you setting in your mind? What do you want on repeat? I love that we're looking at Psalms for this month as well. There's some like super real stuff in the Psalms, right? There's some really real, raw, you know, attitude and questions and it's awesome. But I also love how much that we have to glean and learn and discover about who God is from the Psalms as well. So today, yeah, if you've got your Bible there, if you've got it on, uh, you know, on your phone or you bought a paper Bible, then open up to Psalm 13. Came up in my reading plan this week. I've got this awesome one-year Bible. I uh, got it last year for Christmas, awesome, and uh, I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm a few days behind. It's okay to be a few days behind on your reading plan, folks. It's all right, you know. Uh, don't get too religious about it. Just get in the Word every day. And Psalm 13, I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. It'll be up on screen for you as well. Cool, awesome. I'm already half losing my voice. Let's see if I can really lose it by the end. Cool. Psalm 13, verse 1 says, O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Verse three, David says, turn and answer me, O Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. Verse five, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord, because He is good to me. God, we pray 
that you would speak to us today because you're good. We open our eyes, our ears, our hearts. We pray that we would be able to trust you more in 2021 than we did last year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you ever had something in your life that you were like totally sure was right and true? You were like, this is absolutely the right thing to do. And then after a little while, you were like, <laughs> turns out I've been doing it all wrong. Anyone ever had that happen? You know, if, you, if you're married, then you know you've had that happen, right? Because after a little while, you realize the thing that you were doing, eh, that's not good anymore. That's not right, actually. You know, like when you mispronunciate a word, you know, you mispronounce it and, you, and, and you've been saying it for so long. And then after a while, your wife goes, yeah, that's not how you say it. And you go, hmm, okay, uh, well, let's, let's talk about that. You know, or, you know, when, we were in, uh, when I was in maths class in like year nine, we would have competitions to see who could crack their most, you know, knuckles and bones and necks and everything. And we would count them, you know, and we would like have competitions in the middle of maths. You know, it turns out uh, cracking your bones, it's, it's not good for you. Uh, neither is not flossing, right? And that's not good for you. Credit cards, credit cards aren't good for you, right? Uh, you know, all those things, not good. So there's lots of stuff that we, that we have in our lives that after a while we realize, maybe I shouldn't be doing that anymore. You don't wanna get like too far down the track of a bad habit because that becomes your lifestyle and then you end up with, you know, chronic debt or, you know, really sick, young or whatever, major repercussions later. And this happens with everything, with, with food and health and money and debt, people and relationships. But you know what it also applies to is your mind, to what, what you allow to go on in here. And after 2020 was what it was, there might be a few things that you need to change up here. Might be a few things that you don't want on repeat for 2021 and you gotta turn the volume down on some lyrics, on some conversations that repeat in your mind. Some of the lines from 2020 need to change. So the question I wanna try and answer today is how do we move into 2021 with a soundtrack of trust? If you're writing notes, write this down. Number one, turn off the old playlist. I don't know about, about you guys, but for, for me, for us, uh, 2020 was super tough. You know, I know Neil Shepard, it was fine for you. I know Cam Selby, it was fine for you. Great, great. If, you, if, if you're out there and 2020 was like a piece of cake and a wonderful moment for you, awesome. Praise the Lord. It was not like that for us or for others in the world, right? I felt like 2020 was like a dumpster fire in a sewage plant that was overrun by zombies with a cough. That's what 2020 felt like for me, right? I felt like I kind of needed to apologize to 2019 about what I said about it, you know? Like, <laughs> come back 2019, because yeah, that, you're a piece of cake compared. But then, like, there were lots of great things. God moved, God spoke, lots of little wins along the way. Yes, it wasn't all a nightmare, but I, I just, I love, I love a new year. I love a new year. I love that David is being really real here in these first few verses. 
verses one to four, he's like, especially the first couple, he's like, how long will you forget me, God? What is going on? He is, he's in complaint zone right now. He feels forgotten. He's filled with real stuff. He says, I'm, I'm, how, how long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? He feels like he's been forgotten. He feels defeated. Maybe you feel like that coming off the back of last year. You're like, it's exactly how I feel. Verses one and two, God, that's me in a nutshell today. Maybe you feel forgotten, overlooked. Maybe you're alone. Maybe you feel like God's looking the other way. You prayed really, really hard for some stuff. You, you were believing for some, some really positive breakthrough and change to happen, but everything got worse last year. And you're like, what the heck is going on, God, right? You know what feeling I had that was the undercurrent of my 2020? It was like just the, it was like this simmering undercurrent of sadness for pretty much the whole year. So much was going on in the world and people are dying and so much is going on around us and in our own nation and in our family and in our church and so much was happening. I left, my, I left my, my other job at Baptist Care and started a new job at CAP and I, I was grieving that and grieving other things. And I just, I felt this sorrow in my heart and in my soul. I just felt like I was walking around and there was this, this, this kind of simmering undercurrent of sadness. I, I remember walking along the beach by myself last, this is last year. This is before COVID hit. You know, and it's, it's 2020 and I'm like, come on, 2020, it's a new year. Yes, this is gonna be so good, you know, come on, yay. All right, here we go, you know, but I'm walking along and I'm just getting really real with God. And I said, God, I don't trust you. I'm finding it really hard to trust you right now. And then 2020 happened. I'm like, come on. And after I'd made this declaration, God, I'm struggling to trust you. God's like, okay, well, okay. We're just gonna give you 2020 and you're gonna be fine. Because then the disappointment and then the grief and then the sadness and then the, oh my goodness. But now taking a step back, maybe God was allowing the anguish in my soul to create something deeper that would last for longer. Maybe God's plan all along was to allow 2020 to happen so that we would change the playlist in our minds. So we would shift the soundtrack so we would trust in Him. Here's what I've realized, that if truth is your soundtrack, if truth is on repeat, you won't struggle to trust. If you've got truth on repeat in your mind, trusting God is not gonna be hard for you. Yeah, you'll go up and down a little bit, but get truth on repeat. I love uh, Vive Church have a song 
uh, on, their, on their album called War. And one of the lyrics is, I've got your promise on repeat. I love that. That is so good. That's what I need on repeat. I need the Word of God, the promises of the Father. I need the Word on repeat in my mind, in my heart, in my life. That's what I need on repeat. I don't need this other stuff that I tell myself. What are you dwelling on? What are you meditating on? We're on holidays and Josie and I, you know, it's raining for a few days and Josie and I watched uh, The Greatest Showman. Like what a, what a movie, right? Like for an emotional guy like me, I'm like, no, daddy's not crying. There's just wind and it's dusty in here. And you know, and, and, and a couple of days later, we're both walking around just singing the same song. A million dreams are keeping me awake, you know? And I'm just walking around the campsite singing that. I'm sure my boys are telling me to shut up, you know, but I'm walking around the campsite and Josie's going, I've got that song in my head as well, no way. And I'm like, get out. What song is stuck in your head? What soundtrack, what lyrics, what's the conversation that's on repeat right now with you? And how much truth is there in that? You wanna need to turn off the old soundtrack. The mental soundtrack of 2020 needs to, needs to change. You need like a new track on loop. A shift from any kind of victim mentality, any kind of hopelessness that you felt. Who, who, who felt like 2020 required a lot of emotional energy? You felt exhausted after last year. Whatever you walked into 2021 with, if it's not truth, it's not helping you trust. So leave the old playlist behind. Secondly, if you're writing notes, write this down. We need to invite God into our 2021. I love the trajectory of these verses, right? So David's like pouring out his soul in the first couple of verses. He's being really real. He's like, this is how I'm thinking. This is how I'm believing. This is what I'm, you know, this is how I'm feeling right now, God, about what's going on. He's like, the circumstances and what the heck? What's happening, Lord? Thoughts are powerful. But our culture tells us that Feelings are not only valid, but feelings are truth today. Culture tells you to believe that your feelings are truth. They're your truth. Whoa, hang on. If I feel, then that must be true. What? You, when you come to Jesus, you discover a new way. And you discover a higher authority than your feelings, than your truth. You discover the Father's truth revealed to us by the Spirit, right? He gives us the Word. He gives us His voice. Powerful. I, I, I love the subtle shift from, verses, from the first two to the next two verses because now David's not just complaining and telling God how he's thinking and how he's feeling. Now David is, he's saying, I, I need your help. I need you in on this, God. I need, you, I need your help. I need you to move. He's moved beyond a complaint to a request. He's gone from thinking and feeling to asking and expecting. That's different. You, you know when your kids, if you've got kids, you'll know this straight away. When they are manipulating you by just, just making a comment. You know, 
They don't wanna ask for the thing, they just wanna complain that they don't have the thing. Oh, I'm, uh, I would pick up um, one of our kids, she's very small, um, and I'd pick her up from the bus stop and she would be like, I think I mentioned this last year, she would be like, I'm so hot. I really need a really, really cold drink right now. Just ask to, that I would take you to 7-Eleven and buy you a Slurpee, right? Just ask for that. Don't complain that you don't have it, just ask, right? Anyone else's kids do that? You know, oh, I really, or they just get angry. No, I don't have enough lollies in my life or whatever it is, you know? Oh, I'm so cold. Oh, it's like, well, just ask for the heater to be turned on or just ask for what it is that you need in your life right now, child, right? So David has tapped into something way more powerful than complaining. David's tapped into prayer. He's tapped into asking. He's like, he's like, you know what I need, God? Whoa, hang on a minute. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. But you know what I really need is I need your presence and your power in my life. That's the game changer. If there's anything that we've learned from 2020, it's this, is that you, you can't be alone and you need the presence and the power of God. Right? I mean, totally. Thinking and, and feeling, yes. Think about what you're thinking about. Absolutely, become aware of your thoughts, become aware of your feelings, totally. Get mindful, get self-aware, yes. But don't just stay in this space of just thoughts and just feelings because there's something more. David says, hang on a minute, God, it'd be great if you could come down right now and help me out here. Shift your focus, ask for help. It's powerful. I love this. David's asking for the fire back. He says, restore the sparkle to my eyes. He's not asking for help with the ladies. He's asking God, return the fire that used to be here. Restore the thing that, that fires me up, right? He's like, God, do something real, tangible, restore me, love it. Thoughts and feelings, asking God. From complaining to requesting, to prayer, love it. You need to leave the old soundtrack behind. You need to invite God into your new year. And number three, you're writing this down. Write this, decide and declare. Back in the old uh, New Life days, back in like, 2009, uh, we'd had so many opportunities to, uh, to quit, to quit out. We, we, we questioned it so many times, too often. It was, it was silly. And, uh, and one day uh, I was going for a run in the days where my knees didn't collapse after 2Ks. I was running and I was listening to Paramore, uh, great kind of punk band and I just, I just loved them. And, you know, I kind of felt like there was, there was some spiritual stuff in their lyrics and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I, I got their new album and I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not, maybe there's nothing there that's actually spiritual. All right, no worries. I'm listening to this, uh, this band and I'm listening to their song. Uh, it's called Looking Up and it's a, this, this the secular band is talking about how things are finally, they're finally looking up for them. 
And now they're, they're achieving their goals and they're reaching their dreams and it's all worth fighting for. Yes, it's awesome. And in the bridge, the song lyrics say this. It says, God knows the world doesn't need another band, but what a waste it would have been. I can't believe we almost hung it up. We're just getting started. And right at the end of the song, they just keep repeating that. I can't believe we almost hung it up. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. And it was like God was booming those lyrics into my soul and going, you can't give up. Too much is at stake. This is your calling. This is like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I'm like, what? You can speak through a secular band song lyrics. What's going on? You're messing with my theology here. But at that moment, God started to put this fire back into my heart, back into my soul and and, and, and and I had made this decision. We're not quitting. We're not giving up. We're gonna keep going. We made a decision. We made a decision to fight, to not quit, to keep going, to fight for the church, to fight for the kingdom, to fight for what we felt our family was called to do. I love David's final two verses in this, in this song here. He says, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you've rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because He's good to me. I love it. He's like, I've got all these thoughts and feelings. And he's like, but hang on a second thoughts. Back up the truck feelings because there's some truth incoming and I'm making some decisions right now. I love what David is doing here. He's like, you know what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling, mm, I'm feeling this, but I'm not gonna let that dictate my life. Because those things aren't the highest authority. I'll just let that settle on you for a second. God is, the Father is. What He says is. And how good is this? There's no change in David's circumstances from the first few verses to the last few. Zero change. Nothing shifted except for his focus and his faith. It was all still the same. But I love what he's doing. He's like, I trust in something else. In God's unfailing love. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm I'm actually gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna... Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna rejoice. Because I'm not, I'm not gonna let myself be dictated to by these circumstances and by my thoughts and my feelings. Mm, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm stepping out of that and I'm gonna choose to rejoice and trust. And I might sing. I might sing. That's, that's probably what I'm gonna do. I'm probably gonna sing, right? No, that's David, not me, man. You don't want that. He's like, I'm gonna lift my voice. I'm gonna activate some gratitude. I'm gonna gonna worship God because you know what? Oh, hang on a minute. I'll sing to the Lord because He is good to me. What are you focused on? Because my thoughts and my feelings, they're not the highest truth that I live by. It's what He says. And regardless of what I'm thinking or feeling, regardless of my circumstances, I can choose, I can decide to trust Him. Because He already rescued me. 
Verse five, I will rejoice because you've rescued me. He's already saved me, I'm already forgiven. He's died for me on the cross. He rose from the dead three days later. Like, he's already, he's already rescued me. Whoa. And in fact, he's good, he's powerful, and he loves me, and he loves you. I guess I, I, guess I can sing. Isaiah 54 verse one, it says, sing, O barren woman. Sing, O barren woman. How, how is the barren woman gonna sing? And the prophet's talking about Israel as a nation, right? He's like, sing, O barren woman. That goes against everything that we, 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 we think is possible because I can't sing unless I'm happy. Mm. She can sing because her barrenness isn't the final word. You can sing because your situation isn't the final word, right? Because your thoughts and your feelings, they might be telling you a lie. They might be, they might be selling you some wrong. You might be believing stuff that's not true, not real, because you're being dictated to by your circumstance. But God says, I'm higher than that. I'm bigger than that. And I got some truth to get into your soul this year. You get to decide your will is more powerful than your thoughts, than your feelings, because you get to ask God, invite God into your situation, into your life, into your home, into your marriage, into your workplace, into your life, into your 2021. You get to choose to dwell on a higher truth than the reality that you're experiencing. And this isn't positive thinking, right? This isn't positive thinking. This is truth awareness. This is becoming aware of something that is greater than how I'm thinking or feeling. This is, this is feelings override. This is the override switch to how you're feeling. That's truth. This is telling your feelings where to go. This is telling your thoughts what to do. And I love that he's not just deciding, but he's also declaring. He's also going, and that's what I'm gonna be like. And that's what I'm gonna do. He is making decisions on the type of person that he wants to be, regardless of what it looks like on the outside. Regardless of your situation, he's like, actually, the kind of person I'm gonna be, I will trust in Lord, the Lord and His unfailing love. I, I'm gonna rejoice. I'm gonna be a person who sings because He's good. He's deciding and He's declaring. This is what I wanna align my thoughts and my feelings to. I'm listening to a book at the moment called Indistractable. And I know I'm, I'm one of the most distracted people in the world. I really need this book. Uh, but the latest research tells us that if you, if you tell yourself something repeatedly, you will become more like that thing. So if you keep saying to yourself, oh, I'm just, I'm just not good with self-control, then you will have less self-control. If you continue to tell yourself, I'm just not good at relationships, I'm just, that's just not my thing, then you will become more a person who is not good at relationships. You become the thing you repeatedly tell yourself. It doesn't have to be out loud. It can be just this playlist on repeat 
in your mind. The declarations we make about ourselves to ourselves, they're really powerful. But you know what's more powerful? Is when you declare this. Because now I'm not just declaring what I want, I'm declaring what He says. And the Word's powerful. And let me just break this down a little bit more for you because it's not just about the hierarchy of truth. It's not just about, well, yeah, okay, God's truth is higher than my feelings and my thoughts. Okay, cool, yeah, I get it. It's, it's, it's above, it's bigger. All right, no worries. It's not just about a hierarchy of truth. It's, it's about your relationship with the one who's speaking to you the truth. I'm not just trying to believe something in the Darren vacuum. I'm with Him listening to what He says that's gonna override how I'm feeling about my situation. Yeah, my feelings are valid, but He's with me in this journey. And what He says, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's truth, but He confirms it because He's walking with me at the same time. I love this. David says, but I, I, I trust in your unfailing love. He's talking to the one he has a relationship with, to the one that he's trusting. He's making decisions about what he's trusting in. You and I are gonna change the soundtrack of our 2021 from who you aren't, from what you don't have, from what you're lacking, from everything that is kind of left over. You gotta get some truth in there. You can let the Holy Spirit say, this is what you need to dwell on. Even from dwelling on your sorrow and your loss and your grief and your disappointment. Grieve well. If you got stuff to grieve, grieve well. But you don't have to stay in that place of sadness and camp there and live there. Because He is with you and He is for you and He loves you. And you can trust Him and you can sing because He's good. I just love that He's never gonna leave us, never gonna abandon us. It's, it's just so good. And you might've come into 2021 thinking God has abandoned us. He has left us. But that's not the truth. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Powerful truth.